Welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. My name is Cindy Aravina. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cindy Aravina Jr. And this week, my guest is comedian Adam Todd Brown. Adam is the founder of the Unpopular Opinion Podcast Network that You Do What is now on. Um, you can find him on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. Todd only has one D. And also listen to his podcast, the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. You can find all the great podcasts on Unpops at unpops.com. This week, Adam and I talk about Olympic figure skating. I hope you enjoy. All right. We're recording. Yeah, we are. Dope. We sure are. <laughs> Cool. So I'm here with my guest, Adam Todd Brown, and we're going to talk about, would would you just say you're, in, well, I mean, you seem like you're in deeper into figure skating, not just Olympic figure skating, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I only watch it when the Olympics roll around. Okay. I'm not a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that's like really hard to seek out. I've thought about it after the Olympics and... I swear every time I'm like, I'm going to follow figure skating this year <laughs> and for the next four years. But then it's that next four years. I'm like, oh, that sounds exhausting. Yeah. I feel like you got to have like a special ESPN package. Yeah. I don't I don't know where you they the I think the nationals were here at one point recently. And I was like, should I go to that? Uh-huh. And no, <laughs> I didn't go to that. But that I mean, that's a cool tradition to watch it just when the Winter Olympics are on. It's uh, well, it's always a surprise that way. Mm-hmm. Then you know you, they do a good job if there's a really good story. They'll they'll tell you. Like yeah. I I don't need to. It's not like an indie band. I don't need to be <laughs> up on the hottest female figure skaters before everyone else. I can learn at the same time. Yeah, that's a really good point because I feel like there it, there does have to be a lot of turnover with who competes every four years. Yeah, definitely. There's there've been a few like uh Katarina Vitt lasted for I think 3 or 4 Olympics. Mm-hmm. So there there's a there's a few people who managed to stick it out, but yeah, for the most part there's a whole lot of turnover. Yeah. Um and how old were you when you when you started getting into it? Uh the first Winter Olympics I remember really being into was the 1988 Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. And the reason that was a big year for Olympic figure skating, Mm -hmm. because there were two big battles. There was the Battle of the Bryans, which I didn't give a shit about because and we'll get into that. Like (laughs) men's figure skating is fine, but it it it, it looks like a march to me. Like it's almost too precise. Mm -hmm. Like it looks like the Nazis invented it or something. It's just too (laughs) Like uniform and per- I, I don't I don't know I can't get into it. But also it was the Battle of the Carmens, and the Battle of the Carmens, it was two figure skaters, uh, of course, first names Katarina and Debbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was the Battle of the Carmens because they both skated to music from the opera Carmen. Oh, okay. That was the whole reason for that name. But it was Katarina Vitt and Debbie Thomas mm-hmm. who was she was American. And she was black, which is still really rare for American figure skaters. Yeah. So that was cool. And they had finished one and two at the world championships. And it was this big build up to them facing off. And they were presumably going to be finished one and two. And Debbie Thomas, during her long program, 
does, you know, goes for one of her jumps and her ankle just kind of buckles a little bit. And it was still fine, Mm -hmm. but that was, she was done. She, She came in third. And it was something about that moment watching it. I was like, this woman has worked, and I was 12 thinking mm-hmm. this, but I was, <laughs> I was like, the, like everything she has worked for in her entire life came down to that one thing. Yeah. Like that one little difference in how she landed basically undid all the work. She, I mean, not really. She won a, a bronze, but it's, it's not winning gold. Right. And something about that, just I've, ever since then, I've just been so into figure skating mm-hmm. and the tension. It's just so tense that I like that aspect of it. I like that it all comes down to one person executing one thing that they've done hundreds and hundreds of times before, but now they have to do it with everyone in the world watching, representing their nation. Mm -hmm. And I, I think in terms of drama, it's probably the best sport Right, because they look so put together when they're right. competing, but you can see just like the focus and just like the the reining it in and control just behind like the the smile. There, there's, I don't know. I feel like when because I'll watch it from time to time, depending on if I'm I have time to watch the Winter Olympics, and you just you have you can see it in their eyes, just like <laughs> yeah the intensity. Yeah, and it's even more so when there's a really good story behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it seems like there's always that mm-hmm. with the Olympics. And especially, that's the other thing. Men's figure skating, they don't have the stories. Like, you don't remember really great. Like, people remember Brian Boitano because South Park made fun of him all the time. Yeah. Like, they don't. They don't remember his Olympic performances, which were all great. I mean, I'm sure. I didn't watch that shit, but (laughs) I'm sure they were great. But there's always more drama and buildup behind women's figure skating. And you're right. You can see it on their face. And you can feel it when you watch it. Because it's one of those sports that doesn't require commentators like they're there and they react when things happen but they also spend a lot of time just being quiet right and letting the action unfold Mm -hmm. because they're i mean it's a simple sport there's only there's six maneuvers in there's six jumps Mm -hmm. in figure skating i am not going to look at my notes (laughs) they are the sow cow the axle the lutz the toe loop the flip and there's a, a, a front toe loop, mm-hmm. I think, and that's kind of all there is. And since those moves were invented way back in the dawn of figure skating, it's kind of just been that and people trying to add more rotations when they go up in the air. Right. And now we're at the quadruple stage where everyone's Ooh. doing quadruple sow cows and quadruple lutzes and. If you go back and watch the early ones, it's just like a dude with a curly mustache jumping up in the air and landing, and people are like, whoa, fuck, he got off the ground and didn't fall. But now you are, it's so technically complex, but still, like the physics required are really complex, and I imagine the training has to be insane. It's yeah. expensive. It's a minimum of like 10 grand a year. Oh my to compete in figure skating, which you wouldn't expect because what do you need besides skates? 
Like right. it's yeah. just it's not it's not like hockey where there's hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of equipment. Well, I mean, I guess like uh, like outfits to compete in, but even then. Ten grand is a lot of fucking money. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of that comes from. Well, I only know this from seeing Itanya, the fur coat that. Oh yeah. Required. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the Tanya Harding thing that that happened when I was pretty early into watching mm-hmm. figure skating, and even then, you know, that's that's the story people remember from that Olympics. But there was an even better story that happened during those Olympics that. I thought was even more entertaining and I remember it like I remember the Nancy Kerrigan Tanya Harding thing it happened when I was in high school but by then I like was taking figure skating seriously yeah and I was like this is very distracting from the competition and I don't like it and the really interesting story that year was Oksana Bayul who was uh, 15 at the time insanely accident prone Mm -hmm. she went to the world championships that year skated in just skated into the wall at one point and like slipped vertebrae in her back and had all these crazy injuries uh stops practicing altogether so she can just train with a doctor bent one of her skates during the accident and didn't have time to replace them so she has to compete in the final round of the world championships with bent skates and a fucked up back and she wins wow at age 15 and going into the olympics that should have been the story that year but then nancy kerrigan gets beat in the knee and that's all we hear about but oksana bayul again she comes in second to nancy kerrigan in the first uh skate which is good because you can there's two different there's a short program and long program during practice before the long program she fucking skates into another skater from germany wrenches her back, slices her calf open with one of her skates, <laughs> has to get stitches, and has to get like anesthetic shots in her lower back and her shoulder, and then has to go skate like with half her body numb and fucking wins the gold medal. That's it incredible. was <laughs> insane. And like no one really remembers that story mm-hmm. because of the Nancy Kerrigan stuff, but I would watch that movie too. Yeah. And it's like every, it seems like every year there's maybe not stories on that scale, but there's always like just uh, not too long ago, Sarah Hughes won the gold medal after never winning nationals or worlds, which was the first time anyone had ever done that. So it's just, it's a lot of drama. I love it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, it's almost like watching a soap opera on. It, <laughs> on it is a lot like that. Yeah, and it's. It, I like that you brought up that the, there are commentators, but they don't really because, like, when you watch like a soccer match, the commentators are talking full speed the whole time, right? Whereas with figure skating, they they let the the performer tell the story. Yeah, and it's there aren't a lot of sports that would benefit from that. Mm-hmm. Like, if if you're talking baseball, you don't need commentators, but you need commentators because yeah. if you're watching that on <laughs> TV, it gets really boring. You need mm-hmm. them to inject some personal anecdotes. Or something. Golf is just unwatchable on television in general. But figure skating, it like you you want the commentators there just to hear their reactions. Yeah. Because like you you want someone to vocalize that feeling in the pit of your stomach when someone falls. Mm-hmm. And I mean falls happen, obviously, and it 
that's that's kind of the commentator's job. They like they'll tell you what kind of jumps are coming up, and that really builds the tension. But other than that, they don't. Figure skating is one of the few sports where you don't really need commentators. Football tried that once, yeah, because they're like, oh, we're football. There's so much action, we don't need. But yeah, you do. Like yeah. it, it was a nightmare because you're just sitting there, like. But figure skating. It could be like uh, it could be like comedy. Someone could just come up and be like Oksana Bayul, and then she skates, and you're like, "Oh shit, that was cool." Yeah, like you don't need anything more, and that's really rare in sports. For I sure. like that. And do you get pretty patriotic when when the fiercely? Yeah, so America all the way. Yes, what? Because to me, I grew like I'm old. I grew up in the '80s. I remember the Cold War. I remember Rocky Four. And it's always like Russia or China mm-hmm. and us at the top. And I mean, sometimes France or whatever. But and so I've always pictured, you know, like our, our, our skaters like dragging logs through the forests of upstate <laughs> New York to get ready while Katarina Vitz injecting steroids in some lab. Like I've always really played into that aspect, like like it's professional wrestling or something. I'm sure they're all perfectly fine friends off camp. I mean, except Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya right, Harding, right. obviously. But yeah, I do. I get fiercely patriotic. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want... Just because it, it's like, I don't have a dog in the fight otherwise. I, yeah. Like, I'm not... I need something to get behind. Mm-hmm. Except the year Oksana Bayul was skating. That year, I wanted her to win. Because she was also the first athlete... F- who won a medal for Ukraine after Ukraine gained independence from Mm -hmm. Russia. So that part was cool, too, yeah. Yeah, just kind of taking it back for for the people. Yeah. I like that. And that's, because you had to figure, like, she's probably been working toward that since she was, like, you know, could walk. Skating since she could walk. So you think of, like, oh, well, why didn't she, why did she still compete? Because she's been working for that her whole life. She's not going to let us, you know, the the vertebrae issue and, and the Ben skate get in her way. She's still gonna. Yeah, and that like you, there, there's a a girl. I did kind of research who's skating this year just mm-hmm. in case it came up. And there's a girl this year named Brady Tanell who is I think uh, 17 or 18 now. She's been skating since she was two, which. Who can skate at two? That's right? Who that's can insane. Who can walk at two? Really? I still don't think I can ice skate. <laughs> I don't know if I've even tried. I'm real bad. At, yeah, <laughs> but at two, that's that's insane. And uh, apparently, when she was 15, she got a bunch of stress fractures in her lower back and got some kind of fucking RoboCop surgery, and has just come back like insanely stronger since then. Hell yeah! And just won uh, the U.S. Nationals. And now she's going to skate in the Olympics for the U.S. team. And I think that's probably going to be the story mm-hmm. this year. Unless, I mean, I don't know what's going on in Russia. I don't know if Russia – I don't think Russia's even competing oh, this year because really? of doping scandals. That's the thing that – figure skating's good for scandals, too. Mm-hmm. There, there's – it's not so – I mean, there's sometimes doping scandals, but it's more, you know uh, – the judges are also an aspect of figure skating that I like because they're basically they're they're the evil overlords of skating and yeah. they are notoriously corrupt and sometimes you have to skate so well that 
they can't screw you over mm -hmm. because that like one little mistake and Russia's just going to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to vote for Russia then. And it's uh, there's a long history of corruption and unfairness in figure skating. And for some reason, I enjoy that. Yeah, I like the. I don't know. It feels like real life. It, it feels like no matter how hard you work, sometimes the government's just going to be there to fuck you over. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, that's, and figure skating is a place where you absolutely would not expect that sort of behavior. Yeah, it seems like such a refined thing. Yeah. And awesome. it's, it's just like wrestling on ice. Mm -hmm. It's great. Uh, I mean, it's not great. It would be better if everyone was just fair. Like, there was a really famous controversy. It was one of the Olympics that happened in the 2000s, probably 2004, mm -hmm. if there were Olympics that year. But there was this Canadian couple, because that's I do like pairs figure skating. That's what I was going to ask, because you, you don't like just, just the men competing, but you're okay with pairs. What I like about pairs is sometimes the jumps in pairs involve picking your partner up and just throwing her, giving like a little flick of your wrist like you're throwing a curveball and that's exciting as fuck. Yeah. It's uh, it's just a display of just incredible skill. And the teamwork involved and the teamwork required for something like that to work. And just, I don't know. I don't, you have to work so closely with the same person so much. It's like, I, I get why so many of them end up as couples. But man, if you don't, I, I can't imagine a worse relationship to be trapped in than being a really successful pairs figure skater with someone you hate. Oh, God. That yeah. would just be like <laughs> 12, 15 hours a day with someone you despise. But you're like, hey, we're successful. We got to keep this going. Yeah. Ooh. Having to resist dropping them on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> or just like landing the wrong way and slicing someone's ankle open. Yeah. It's yeah. What have been some of your favorite uh, competing pairs over the years? See, that's the thing. I don't have – there are no pairs that stand out. Like mm -hmm. I, I watch pairs figure skating and I, I, I don't really get – I don't have the same feelings. Like I don't, I don't get patriotic over it. I just – like I appreciate the, you know, the, the extra technical skills required. But there's never been – a pairs like I can't even remember the name of the two Canadians who got screwed over, but they eventually went back and were, I think, awarded a gold medal oh, hell yeah. because the judging was so unfair. But yeah, there's just something about men's figure skating in general that makes it way less memorable to me. And it's I, I think it's just the way dudes move. It's too robotic. And it's like like, I don't know. It doesn't, it's more impressive because it, it's one of those sports where men and women are doing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like, I don't know, like, if you go to a golf course, there's like a tee for women and a tee for men. And it's like, come, I'm sure there are women out there that can drive the ball an extra 20 yards. Like, do we need that? But there's none of that in figure skating. Yeah. Like, everyone's kind of expected to do the same thing. And, it's, it almost, I don't know, it looks too easy for men. Mm -hmm. It just looks too robotic and precise and machine-like. And I like to see people struggle. Like, yeah. I like, 
I like to see people work for it. I like when singers try to hit notes they can't necessarily hit. Mm-hmm. And if they don't hit it, they keep it in the song anyway. I like shit like that. I like I like a little flaw to performance. Yeah. And I think that's why like male figure skate and I think it's the same thing with gymnastics. Like n- name your five favorite male gymnasts. No, nobody can name a male gymnast, no. <laughs> but we remember the women's gymnasts mm-hmm. every year, like at least for a few years. You're like, oh, that's Simone Biles. She was a uh, women's gymnastics. And I think it's the same thing. Like they're kind they're doing the same thing, but it just I don't know. It looks boring when dudes do it. Yeah, I think I wonder if that comes from just like women. I mean, obviously, we're going to be less strong that's just our capability so when we do see a woman succeeding physically it's just it's kind of incredible yeah and succeeding in a way like there's like there's WNBA or it's like tennis Mm -hmm. tennis is a thing also where you know I I would I would take Venus Williams or Serena Williams over a lot of dudes any day oh for sure and it would be like there would be nothing unfair about it, even with the, the disparity in like strength and upper body strength and all that. It's a game that plays to a person's physical attributes that don't necessarily involve brute strength. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Like I like that about tennis, too. And it's, you know, the 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 same thing with figure skating. It's just never going to be like. People are always like, when will we have the first female in the NFL? It's like, I don't know, but I know she's going to be a kicker. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, I mean, maybe there's going to be a like a female defensive lineman at some point, but that woman is going to look like a freak of nature. Yeah. Because every male defensive lineman looks like a freak of nature. They're so, like the average NFL lineman at one point was like 280 285 pounds and now they're like all pushing 330 340 like william the refrigerator perry was considered obese and just gigantic in his day and he only weighed 300 pounds Mm -hmm. like he was small by today's standards and like that's just not uh, that's not development we have seen in in women's bodies and i think that's for the best i don't think we were supposed to see it in men's bodies either I think there's a lot of engineering and chemicals and things going into that. Yeah, a lot of very specific kind of yeah, not like breeding, but like <laughs> kind of what China does, like with like Yao Ming. That was like a very deliberate kind of thing. They're like the two tallest people in China are going to make a basketball player. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Did that happen? Um, I don't know if it's confirmed, but I, I've I've read a few things here and there. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> China. <laughs> yeah, China. That's the thing about the Olympics too, and it really comes out in figure skating and gymnastics, which I it's my favorite summer Olympic sport. But the the way nations behave on the world stage is also kind of how they behave in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Like China is always trying to get shit over on us during the Olympics. Like there was that one time when we found out most of their gymnasts were like 12, Mm -hmm. which is a huge advantage in gymnastics because the smaller you are, the more you can fucking fly through the air and whatnot. And it's like all of that evil (laughs) that like evil in quotes that countries like that pull off, they bring it to the Olympics. Yeah. And I love that. That's yeah. It's, 
it's I now I'm gonna like watch the Olympics and really like keep all this stuff in mind. Oh, I was gonna ask, do you have any rituals for when you're watching figure skating? Like stuff you gotta have. In ge- I don't have I have a ritual for sports in general that I don't like to watch sports with people. Okay. So you're watching this figure skating alone. Just yeah, I mean, my girlfriend will probably be here, and yeah. that's fine, because she doesn't care. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't care about sports. And that's what I need. I either need uh, most of the people to not care and also to not tell me that they don't care, because I don't like that. I don't want someone like, you, why are you watching this? We Fucking Puppy Bowl is on. It's like, shut up <laughs> and let me enjoy this. I don't like part. I don't like Super Bowl parties. Mm-hmm. I don't like... Because I, the competition means something to me, and it, it's like it would be the same as hey, let's have a, let's watch a, hey, come over and watch a movie, and you come over and the movie's on, but there's also fifty people just standing around talking, and you're yeah. like, are we watching a movie or are we hanging out and talking? And for that reason, I don't like to watch sports with people because I don't, I want focus, mm-hmm. I want everyone to be in the moment and watching it and caring. So I guess if I found a big group of figure skating fans, (laughs) we could probably watch it together. But in general, I just need silence and focus. And I mean, I'll smoke some weed, things like that. Yeah. The usual. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But other than that, yeah, I'm really, I get really isolated when I watch sports. Mm -hmm. And plus, like, even if you did have people there that were as into figure skating as you are, like, you also don't kind of want their opinions, you know, clouding what you think of what's going on. Right. The only only circumstance I would want that is if I had I would love to watch figure skating with someone who has competed in the Olympics, mm-hmm. because what I know of figure skating just comes from hearing commentators talk about it. And, you know, I know kind of what the jumps are, but I've, I've always wondered about the psychology and just what's going through a person's mind because the th- the thing I left out about that Oksana Bayul story, her winning the Olympics, uh, you can find this on YouTube. As soon as her long program ends, she just starts weeping. Mm-hmm. And it's so... Because she had been through so much up to that point, but it's still like, what kind of focus does it take to put on a performance like that with all of that happening in your head? Like, I can't... Like my when I when I do my sets don't even go that well if I'm bummed. Yeah, you know I can, I can barely tell jokes. I mean that's not true. I'm pretty <laughs> fucking great, but like to have to compete at that level and focus that hard in that moment. I've just I've never had the chance to like sit someone down and be like, what is that like? Yeah, what's going through? Because it has to be an out of body experience. There's just like. Yeah. With that many people cheering, you have to I feel like you would have to go to a place of just just being away, not being not not letting the nerves get to you. Yeah. I hope it's like sucker punch and there's just like Nazi robots and airplanes and things <laughs> in her head. That would be great. But yeah, it's just the that I feel like the sport deserves that kind of focus when you're watching it. Mm-hmm. Just because they're they're giving that kind and and you kind of have to watch it that way because i mean you can like be on your phone and look up when everyone gasps and you see someone sliding across the ice because they fell but you're not gonna know like what went into that like what were they doing like it's i don't know it, it it's a sport that you have to focus 
even when you're watching. Yeah. And that's why. Because any, anything could happen at any yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely unpredictable. It is. And it's the Olympics. So it's, I could, like I said, I could watch figure skating all year round, but I don't know what kind of cable I'd have to have. I don't know where I'd have to go. I'd have to explain it to people. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to ask people if they want to go to figure skating events with me, which maybe I should. Maybe I should get way into it. What? I don't know. Maybe there's a big community of avid figure skating fans in L.A. I'm sure there there's are. There's got to be. There's got to be like an L.A. Reddit like yeah. <laughs> figure skating freak. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what that group looks like. I wonder too. Yeah. Now I kind of want to go and see if I'm the demographic <laughs> or if people are going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why are you here? Or maybe they're just like super weird. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's maybe they're like bronies. Yeah. Oh, that would make too much sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 Maybe I'm supposed to be like sending money to these girls and supporting them like like Japanese idols or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Um, this will this will be my last question for you, and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Um, what besides the Oksana um, performance? Because it seems like you really have like a lot of reverence for that um, that performance. What have been some other super memorable Olympic figure skating performances? Uh, Christy Yamaguchi mm-hmm. winning. Oh, she was amazing. Yeah, she was great. I I love that she won a gold medal and was just like, all right, I'm done. Like she didn't keep coming back. It, it's always individual skaters that I remember. And it's usually, you know, American skaters like Michelle Kwan. I remember very vividly because she never won a gold medal and she tried so many times. And it was always there was something about her where it was like, oh, this girl is like the Chicago Cubs of figure skating. She's just never going to win. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like that. I mean, the Cubs finally won a World Series. But uh, I, I remember Michelle Kwan for that. Um, Sarah Hughes, who I brought up earlier, was such a great story. Just in the – if you Google her final performance in the Olympics that year, it's so flawless. Mm-hmm. And no one had heard of her. Like she just, like she was, she was on. The, she's actually part of the reason Michelle Kwan never won a gold medal because mm-hmm. this was the year Michelle Kwan was supposed to win, and she came in. I think she won the silver that year, and then this Sarah Hughes girl, who no one had heard of, she barely made the team, just skates so fucking perfect twice, mm-hmm. like. Leading up to that, she was fine, and after that, she was fine, but she just dominated that year, and Michelle Kwan never won a gold medal. And it was, so I remember that, like, I remember almost resenting Sarah Hughes a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, it was cool that an American also won, but I was like, yeah, you could have won next time, but no, she couldn't, because she wasn't that good, but she was in the Olympics that year, and that kind of shit can always happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's my favorite Olympic sport. I get worked up talking about the Olympics. Yeah, there's a lot it's of great. passion behind that. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's one of my favorite sports. Um, so who, who, who should we look out for this this Olympics? Uh, the the girl I mentioned earlier, Brady. I, I believe her name's Brady Tanette. It might be Brandy, but I think mm-hmm. it's Brady. It's spelled very weird. Something like B-R-A-D-D-I-E. Mm-hmm. But... 
that I think she's going to be the interesting story for the United States. There's another skater. I can't think of her name, but twice now she's been the uh, U.S. champion. And when it comes time to skate for the Olympics, she just blows it and comes in fourth. And that happened to her this year, too. And I can't remember, but I'm sure her name will come up in the Olympics, but she won't be there. And that's because this Brady Tanette girl just showed up and fucking dominated after having to sit out two years, basically, with a broken back. Yeah. And, like, can you imagine having to get back on the ice after a broken back? Like, oh, I'd probably just quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the the physical impact, that's the that's a, that's another thing I didn't touch on. The, the, the skill required to go up in the air and land with that much force and then just stop and yeah. keep skating is so insanely difficult. Yeah, it, it takes your entire body. And to land on, like, yeah. skinny little pieces of metal... That can't be good for your joints. And a lot of the jumps, part of the element required is landing on a particular edge of that skate. So it's not just landing and not falling. You have to land the right angle. It's it's crazy. And so, yeah, I, I got off track there. But Brady Tanette, she'll be, I think, the story to watch for the U.S. women's figure skating. And then some fucking dude, too. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> We'll look over the summer. Some guy named Brian, probably. (laughs) Another Brian. Yeah. It's always Brian's. All American male figure skaters are just named Brian. Yeah. They should be anyway. (laughs) Brian's with Y's. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks so much, Adam. Hey, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. 